0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Black
2: Hole Radio presents Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness with your hosts,
0: Rudolph Muhammad and Yusuf Muhammad. People get ready There's a train of coming You don't need no baggage You just get on You hear the devas calling, don't need no tickets, you just thank the Lord. So we get ready for the train to join us. I'm loved
2: and
1: blessings, peace and blessings. Welcome to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, a program that comes before you every Friday, every Friday from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your co-host, Brother Yousef Muhammad, along with Brother Rudolph E. Muhammad, more than capable co-host, my brother, our friend. we welcome you to another weekly edition. And as you know, We begin all things in the name of the almighty true God, the beneficent, the merciful, the architect of the universe, the creator of the heavens and the earth, and all that is in between. No matter what you call your God, we have to give praise to whom praise is due, and hopefully only a few don't understand in this dispensation of time, this time of judgment that we're living in, this time of Uh, uh, questions, asking yourself, why is this happening now? Well, we want to help you uh, understand by God's grace and mercy why certain things are happening as they're happening, you know, circumstances, climate change, whatever it is that's on your mind, we ask you to call in and be a part of this conversation as we welcome you again to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. I'd like to greet you all with the greeting words of peace. We say it in the Arabic language, assalamu alaikum, meaning peace Why be welcome unto you.
0: Salaam, sir.
1: Thank you, Brother Rudolph. And it's also for those who may be unaware that this is also a prayer that we're offering to each other. In the midst of the madness, as you look at what's going on in your life, as you look at what's going on in your family, in your community, in your region of the United States of America, in the continental U.S., in the wilderness of North America in the Western Hemisphere, if you look at what's going on globally and as it impacts us throughout the diaspora, don't we need peace? Don't we need peace? And it's not just the absence of confusion, because some people think that the only way you can achieve peace is through war. Well, we'll tap into that, too, by God's grace and mercy. So I'm going to get out of your way right now and pass it on to my dear brother. Give him the baton that he take us further into this two-hour race of disaster awareness for community preparedness. Brother Rudolph?
3: Yes, sir. Thank you, Brother Youssef beginning all things in the most holy name of the one true God, that one that was here before you and I were in existence, before our parents were in existence, the great I am that I am, the Alpha and the Omega, the the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Yes, and we thank God. Almighty God, Allah, for appearing person of Master Farid Muhammad. And we thank him for coming here to the shores of North America, right here in the geographic place where I am, Detroit, Michigan, to Black Bottoms, as they called it. Think of that name, Black Bottoms. So that tells you a little something. And there he found one that he was able to lay a weighty word on. He, he deposited, like a farmer, he deposited a seed in fertile ground, and he nurtured that seed as though it was a newborn baby. He kept it warm. He nourished it, watered it, protected it, and helped it to grow. And that seed grew a tree in the mind of a man. And that man was not just an ordinary man. He was an extraordinary man. A little man in stature, but oh, what a giant he is. And that one is none other than the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And then we thank both of them for not leaving us comfortless in this day and time that we're in. They prepared one and left him on the scene to be a sign for you and I of what could be achieved if we would but submit our will to do the will of God. And that one is the most perfect example of total submission to the will of God on the planet today, our brother, the champion of truth Justice and equality for not just the black man, but for oppressed people everywhere, for total That's right. humanity. We're talking about none other than the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So in those three great names, I want to greet the family of Muhammad, the well-wishers of Muhammad, the supporters of Muhammad, and even the detractors of Muhammad. We greet you in the greeting words of peace and paradise of as alaikum And what Ooh, that means so is, thank you, Brother Yusuf. What that means is you never have to fear a word or an action from us against you or your person, because that's not our intention. Now, if there's something that we say that ruffles your feathers, before you catch an attitude, Stop. Do your research and see, is it true? I mean, mean, and that's just, you know, hypothetically saying, because if we're saying it is going to be true, it is true. We are not like those politicians that just throw things out. Yeah, we have the greatest fact checkers on the planet. So we won't put out into the universe uh, things that are not true. So when you hear it coming from us over these airwaves, know for a surety that there not is, not only there is there truth in it, it's based out of truth, and it is 1,000% actual and factual. And so, Brother Yusuf, with, with that, you know, I'm going to turn it back over to you. But before I do, I want to say this. There's a lot going on. A lot going That's on right, and the one mm-hmm. thing I will credit our former president uh, uh, uh Mr. Trump with uh a phrase that he used to use fake news, fake news. We must be very careful today about the fake news that is coming across the airwaves because they are flooding the airwaves with stories to keep our minds occupied in one direction while things are happening somewhere else and we never get to hear about it. The question, of course, is why would they do such a wicked and evil thing? But then Mm. again, we have to remember the nature of the beast in which we're dealing with. The media is owned and controlled by those who have a particular agenda on this planet. And they are not friends to you nor I. They are not friends to the black, the red, the brown, the yellow, nor the poor white. They are only friends of themselves, the 5%, or rather the super rich 1%. And what they do, what they attempt to do, what they try to accomplish is a system or a uh, uh, they try to provide an environment that is definitely 1,000% supportive of them and their agenda, and they don't even care about who it hurts, who is ill-affected by it, or what the other ramifications will be as long as they can keep counting that almighty dollar, like the song says, for the love of money, what people will do. But, you know, Brother said there are a couple of show tunes we can go to right now, that uh, songs that will, um, in their lyrics, bring you to a full realization and understanding of the time in which we live. Now, that one, For the Love of Money, is one of them. For those of you who don't know, research the words to that song. But as we were talking about earlier, Brother Yusuf, you know, of course, our all-time favorite go-to is The Temptations and Ball of Confusion, because we are in a ball of confusion. But yes, yes, yes. And then there's that other one, I believe that was the stylistics. I think. Um, you know, um, you know, people make the world go round, yes, but um you know what 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 is it, what did it say? Trash man didn't get my trash today?
1: Why? Yeah, because oh, they why? want because more because pay because they want more pay. That's right. Hey, buses buses on, strike, on strike, they wanna raise they wanna the fare. Raise the fare. Mm-hmm. Why? So they can help pollute the air. Go ahead. Mm, mm, mm. There's what makes
3: the world go round. The ups and downs like a carousel. Man, man, man. Go ahead, Brother Yusuf. Back to you.
1: Well, thank you, Brother Rudolph. We're right in it, brother. You know that. And you can't talk about lyrics and talk to me about it if I don't use it. When you talk about Ball of Confusion... Listen to that third verse, brothers and sisters. It says, eve of destruction, tax deduction, city inspectors, bill collectors, mod clothes in demand, population out of hand, suicide, too many bills, hippies moving to the hills. People all over the world are shouting in the war and the band played on. So when we look at conditions that are happening, Whether it's a war on your block, a war between Russia and Ukraine, a war between Israel and the Palestinians, or civil war in Africa, in the Sudan, and Uganda, that lyric was prophecy. As Brother Rudolph recited, people make the world go round. Trash man didn't get my trash today, or why? Because they want more pay. Buses on strike want to raise the fare so they can help pollute the air. But you said, now the pollution is coming from the wildfires in Canada. Well, yes and no. So anyway, let's get into some of the things that's happening around the planet that you may or may not be aware of because, you know, mainstream media is controlled by, you know, the conglomerates, and so they're only going to let you know what they want you to know, which brings me to... The Mindset, Brother Rudolph, Brother Forrest, our listening audience, and welcome, welcome, welcome to all of our consistent and constant listeners. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our first-time listeners. We thank you all for the honor of your ear and the privilege of your presence. We do not take it lightly. So let's get back to what you may or may not know of what's going on. Did you know that the Supreme Court, as conservative as they are, voted 6-3 to to eliminate affirmative action as it relates to college admissions. Affirmative action at one time was called the Equal Protection Clause. You know, now they're flipping it to what they call race-conscious admissions. Well, you say, well, that's just on education. That's just university level. But will it have an effect on the corporate world? Will it have an effect on the civil service profession? We just want you to know that that just took place yesterday, believe it or not. And then what about in California? The flip side of it is there's some black people who got together and they decided to file a lawsuit against the state of California for reparations based on not just uh, the prison industrial complex, but before that, It began, as we know, as the legacy of enslavement of a particular people. Did you know that took place and is taking place in California as we speak? Did you know that some of the Supreme Court, if not all of them, are for sale? Look up Justice Alito and what has happened with him in the past week or two in terms of accusations of not what allegedly happened, but what he confessed to happening. Same thing with Clarence Thomas, not what allegedly happened, but that he confessed to it happening. All right, let's get off the politics. See, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we try to emphasize every week whether we say it or not. When you talk about disaster awareness for community preparedness, it impacts all activities of daily living, all systems that people make the world go round. So what do we mean by that? It impacts education, economics, entertainment. It impacts labor, law, politics. It impacts religion sex, and war, nine areas of people activity that you can say are systems that make the world go round, but the systems are run by people make the world go round. Don't get it twisted. So here we go, back to the conditions. This last time we met with you last Friday, in Mexico, over 112 people died in the last two weeks because the average temperature was over 120 degrees. What about Texas and other areas of the southeast of the United States? They said killed at least 14 people. I hope you're staying hydrated, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. That's the least you can do for yourself and for your family and for your community. Staying in shape as best you can. Getting your disaster prepared, get ready as best you can. You never know. They had one man being interviewed out of Mexico. He said, we're limited even going outside. And he worked in construction. He said, we're only allowed to work for 15 minutes and we got to take a break for 45. Anyway, anyhow, as we say on disaster awareness for community preparedness, like it says in the trailers, of the movie theaters coming soon to a city near you. What about where Brother Rudolph is and Brother Forrest is and our region in the Mid-Atlantic region headquarters where in the last few days in the United States more than 100 million, that's right, 100 million people are under air quality alerts We're told it's the thick smoke from the Canadian wildfires that's creating uh, what Brother Rudolph is breathing, more so than what I'm breathing in the southeast region of uh, Virginia, what Brother Forrest in New York and our family there in the NYC are breathing. They say Detroit, Washington, D.C., and New York City are ranked among the six major cities in the world that has the Worse air quality But I mean those of us who have been living in these areas We might even say well what else is new But I'm just bringing you up to Why those lyrics People make the world go round Are so applicable And I must flip it From old school R&B To what we used to sing in the church Because there's some spiritual connotation to this as well And it said this That way back in the Bible days, the prophet Noah told the people that it was going to rain. But what he told them, they paid him no mind. So when he left, they got left behind. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. You better get ready and bear this in mind. God showed Noah the rainbow sign. It won't be water, but fire next time. That's where we are, brothers and sisters. We're going to talk a little bit about how to prepare yourselves because that's what the program is about. We're a solution-based program, but we had to set the base because we don't know where you're receiving your news from, and we don't know. You know, everything on the gram, IG, is not actual fact. Everything on Twitter is not actual fact. As Brother Rudolph stated, we try to bring you the most pristine research we can get otherwise we wouldn't even come before you because we want for you what we want for ourselves so this world is saying there's a, a a storm there's a climactic condition they're calling hurricane adrian which is on its way and they say there's another one they're calling tropical storm Bertrice. beatrice pardon me b-e-a-t-r-i-z and it's close to mexico then this particular article I was researching, asked the question, will they, this hurricane, this tropical storm, no matter what you call it, we call it the forces of nature. Uh, We call it swift and changing winds. No matter what you call it, we call it really the son of man who makes (laughs) rain, hail, snow, and earthquakes. But anyway, will they reach the United States? This particular article is asking the question, and lastly, we're about a few hours away from this Gregorian calendar that says July begins in less than a day, less than 24 hours. So the the demographers, the meteorologists are saying on the Weather Channel, Brother Rudolph, that the July temperature outlook is searing heat, and it is to continue to persist in the South and the Southwest. I'll pass it back over to you, my dear brother. I just wanted to lay the base. As you can see, brothers and sisters, one rule of engagement is, is to your advantage to have some type of recording device, whether it's old school pen, pencil on a pad, or whether it's an iPad or iPod, or just the note app on your cell phone. The information we're giving you is life-saving. It can be life-enriching if you take notes. If not, we don't ever want you to come back and say, number one, Brother Rudolph, Brother Youssef, how come you ain't tell me this was going to happen? And number two, because you don't have a recording device, you said, damn, what did Rudolph and Youssef say again? You know, if you're waiting for a climactic condition or a catastrophe or a calamity, to get at your doorstep too late. We talked about Prophet Noah. <laughs> I'm going to move it over and Brother Rudolph will give you the answer, but I'm going to leave you with a question. When did Prophet Noah build the ark? Brother Rudolph?
3: Ding, 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 ding. Before the flag. Telling you. <laughs> My God, my
2: God.
3: (laughs) Well, family, this information that we are giving you is not to bring you down, not to make you sad, not to cause you to worry unnecessarily. It's not done for any of those reasons. That's not what we're here for. We are here to educate, to enlighten, and to inform you of the best practices that will help you to save your life and the lives of those that you say that you love and those that you are, or uh, that entrusted to you for their survival. So that's why we do this show. So when we're, you know, giving you this information. And we're, you know, you may say that we're making light of it. Uh, Yes and no. Yeah, we are making light of it because it's such a heavy situation. It's such a heavy topic that we want to, you know, ease the information to you with a bit of levity so that you're not scared, frightened out of your mind to the point where you become paralyzed And can't make a move. No, we want to help you to make the best decision possible, all things considered, because everybody's situation is different. So what's right for me or or what may work for me may not work for you. You may have to modify the um, situation or, or the platform that we're giving out We are telling you what the end goal is.
1: I was wondering,
3: and how you you reach the end goal—that's you know that that that's up for discussion. That's subjective. You know, it's many roads. Scripture says, "In my Father's house were are many mansions." If it were not so, I would have told you. Well, what first thing? What is a mansion? And have you ever seen a mansion? It didn't say apartments. It didn't say three-bedroom apartment. It didn't say a studio apartment. It didn't even say a five-bedroom house. It said a mansion. So do your research and see what a mansion is first. And if there are many mansions, that means that um, each one of them is there to house people. So Somebody is designed to get to paradise, okay? There's a design for someone to get there. And, you you know, you won't be there alone, preferably. Um, But, you know, what you have to do is you really have to take charge of your post, which is whatever it may be. If you're a man, your post is your life. It's your family. It's those people that you are constructed and designed to lead and care for. Mm-hmm. If you're a woman, your post is your life. And it is the life that the creator has allowed to come through you from you to get them where they need to be. If you're one of the adult uh, type of adults in the community, for whatever the reason, that cannot physically produce children, it does not stop you from being a parent. It does not stop you from having parental concern. It does not stop you from the responsibility of mothering and fathering and caring for the little ones that are around you. No, that's your responsibility. Why else do you think you were born and allowed to live as long as you have on this planet? There is something in you that must come to fruition. There's a purpose for every one of us that was allowed to be born on the planet. When our mothers and fathers laid down in their ignorance, They did not conceive you and I coming to birth. They were just having a good time. They were just going with the flow for the moment. They were just trying to have a good feeling. But in that, when the sperm cells were ejected from the father into the mother, it was over a billion sperm cells ejected, and you and I came to fruition. Well, it was not by chance that we did, but just look at those odds, family. A billion to one odds that you and I beat to be here standing alive on the planet in this day and time. So what is it that could make you if you are in your right mind, feel like you just need to just check out because the situation has gotten so bad that you can't see your way through. And I do understand that things happen, and like they say, when it rains, it pours. However, Mm -hmm. that's why you have to know that you are connected to a source, an energy source that has unlimited power. And if you don't know it already, then, yes, you are in the valley of decision now, and you need to make a choice. Which way are you? You've reached that proverbial fork in the road, left or right. Which way will you go? Either way that you choose, there are going to be some things on that road that are going to um, test you and your resolve and your desire to complete your journey. Again, but you have to know that you know that you are connected to a source of power that will give you endless strength when you need it. It's all, you know, it's like the the, the superheroes, Brother, Brother Yusuf and Brother Forrest, you know, And when I talk to the young brothers out here today, since they're all involved in, uh, you know, all caught up in this Marvel and stuff, and Marvel is doing a heck of a thing, you know, with the um, uh, uh, um, uh, cinematography and the movies and stuff, so might as well go ahead and use it, you know. But show me a black child out here that is not a superhero. I don't care what's right. what your situation, especially those of you who come from those single parent homes. Yeah. You say, well, no, my father ain't around. Okay. Where was Superman's father? Was he around? Where was the Hulk's father? Was he around? Was Captain America's father around? Was the Flash's father around? Was Aquaman's father around? See, oh, was Batman's father around? No. So, You know, you have something, and I know people are saying, what the heck are you talking about, superheroes and stuff, and we're talking about disasters. Well, I'm talking about the lives of our young brothers and sisters on this planet that are equivalent to, parallel to, and that are equal to a disastrous environment. Because the laws of society, the mindset of society, and the propaganda in society is of such that just like the Scripture said back in the days of Jesus, you know, they want to kill every child to and under to prevent that one from coming to Mm -hmm. birth or coming to maturity that they know is coming that is going to Mm -hmm. upset their environment, their kingdom, their world. They don't know who it is. And so because of that, they just want a mass genocide, kill them all. Okay? So isn't that what we're going through now? All right? You got look. look at the water. Not, I, I'm using Flint, but not just Flint. We, it was reported years ago, Flint, had bad water, they raised a bunch of money and all the hoopla over it. But today, if you go to Flint, Michigan, it's still business as usual. Uh, you know, they, they still have bad water. The pipes are still the same. The people are still going through the same medical conditions, but the money has already been allocated, sucked up, taken up, and dispersed. And the news cameras are gone. But the residents of Flint are still surviving. If you look at any of the cities that we are a predominant number of inhabitants in, you will find exactly these circumstances. We live in toxic waste dumps. We live on toxic waste Dumps. The worst parts of the planet is where we reside, but we're still here thriving and growing and um, 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 reproducing in spite of all of their plans to exterminate us and get rid of us. I'm not calling us roaches, but, you know, think about the, the cockroach. When you turn on the light in your kitchen, how they scatter, and you spray with the rain and the black flag, and you put the boric acid down, but yet it does not stop them from doing what they're doing. Their populations are still increasing, and they are still walking and surviving and making it through another day. Well, these are our plights in this society, so... Let's get back to these superheroes that do not have the fathers around in their lives, but they are blessed with a superpower that is in them innately from their creator, that if they could tap into it, oh, man, the things that they could do. You have some of our youth at 12, 13, and 14 graduating from college already. You have... Our sisters in the medical field that are g- g- making wonderful advancements in the world of cancer treatment and and disease uh, pathology. Um, how even though, and this has never changed, our open enemy constantly steals our knowledge, our technology and capitalizes off of our efforts and tries to take the credit for the work that we put in. And But it's always been that way, brothers and sisters, so don't fret over that. No matter where you are in society, no matter what you are doing, be the best in that field. Be the best. The master, master your craft. Whatever it is that you do it, master it so much so that you can scientifically break it down and explain it to somebody else in a way that they have never seen it before to understand why you are so proficient in whatever it is that you do. Brother Yusuf, I'm going to stop with that. I'm going to leave that right there. I'm going to give it back to you. Brother Yusuf, okay, well, maybe he uh maybe he? about that, okay, yes, sir, I hear you now, yes sir.
1: that's better, yeah, I'm try- I apologize for the uh technical uh challenges, but anyway, we're oh, back. that's all right. you know, I was saying, Brother Rudolph, you can never uh be um, too shy to lift up our youth in terms of their ability to be proficient. They That's are superheroes right. if they but only knew. You know, they're watching it and 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 maybe on the screen they might be reading it in, in some kind of periodical, but you know, if they only knew that they are actually living out prophecy where in listening to you it reminded me of that scripture that says, Come, let us deal wisely with them lest they multiply, join on to an enemy, and come against us. Let us save and spare the females, the girls, and kill the males, the boys. And if we're not what the late comedian Robin Harris used to call baby kids,
0: we don't <laughs> die.
1: We multiply. Right. And so keep lifting up the young people, Brother Rudolph, as I know you have dedicated your life to doing it. As I have done the same, and so we just wanted to take that moment, uh, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, because if you if you are beyond adolescence, if you will, if you consider yourself yourself an adult, then what good are we talking about disaster awareness, for community preparedness, if you don't first take the initiative to get informed to develop a plan to begin uh, accumulating supplies for a survival kit and then periodically assessing your plan and your kit and your supplies. If you don't do it, then how do you expect our youth to do it? It's just plain mathematics. So I thank you, Brother Rudolph, for lifting that up. And so for you who classify yourself as adults, what are you doing during this season? Because in terms of disaster preparedness and in terms of the meteorologists, we know that generally speaking, from the month of June into the month of November is what's called hurricane season. That's right. And so depending on where you live, may determine uh how applicable this is to you. But as the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan said, watch the weather. And if you've been watching the weather across the country as we speak, the Weather Channel is talking about tornado warnings, not in one location, but in locations as far west as Colorado as we speak, as far south as Tuskegee, Alabama, as we speak, and Howard County, Maryland, as we speak. And we know the clouds don't stay still. So when we said coming to a city near you soon, we're not lying. We're not lying. We wouldn't spend our time coming before you with hyperbole, with uh Let's guess this is going to happen. Let's guess that. No, 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 no. We want you to get prepared because by the time it lands in your lap, it's too late. So what about hurricane season? You see, where I am in southeastern Virginia, Virginia Beach, Norfolk, they call it the seven cities. Some people call it Tidewater. Some people call it Hampton Roads. And as I heard one commercial uh, promote, they call it Hampton Roads because you have to get on the road to get to your destination. Well, sure. look, if there's a calamity or disaster that upon the millions of people between these seven cities of Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Hampton, Suffolk, Newport News, and Portsmouth, and they got to get to Richmond, no way the highways can accommodate everybody to get that way. So we might not be able to get on the road to get to our destination. So what have you done to prepare? Also, if you know the history of this area, there have been, you know, hurricanes with as much as a 12-foot storm surge in Virginia Beach to a 15-foot storm surge. So even a 8-foot storm surge can be catastrophic for many people. Especially so if you
0: can't swim. We
1: ha, I'm telling you <laughs> on that yeah. note, go to go go to Walmart and and you can afford to buy a if you can swim what do they 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 sell even in the children's section. Floatable vests. Right. You might think it's just for going to a pool or going to the beach and A young person can't swim. No, you better get one for yourself because if a flood comes to your area and you don't have a boat or access and the emergency management systems in your area can't get to you, then you never know. That vest may come in handy. It could save your life. So, again, go ahead. That's the spirit of my father. Thank Allah, thank Allah, Allah, thank Allah. So know for sure Where you are brothers and sisters In terms of the topography Of your area Whether or not a storm surge And flooding occurs on a Regular basis You want to know about flood safety During a flood And even after the flood For those who can afford it You want to be able to know If you don't have flood insurance Well what does that entail If I get Flood insurance These are some of the things To consider Now there are uh, Different emergency Resources Everybody Not everybody, that's too big a word Quite a few people have what are called Smartphones today So you might want to consider Getting an app Of uh, the weather channel An uh, app of FEMA an app of uh, emergency management uh, system in your area. No matter where you may be, you want to stay in tune and in touch. But guess what? If the electrical grid goes down, you might want to get a hand-cranked radio to keep you in tune with what's going on. And If you know how to operate a ham radio, that might also be a great alternative for you to stay informed in the midst of different floods and if you live on the coast you know they're there uh, what you call marine uh, warning display where where if you have a boat a small craft advisory or a gale warning you'll hear the meteorologists talk about storm warnings and hurricane right. warnings that's the last place you want to be on the water should something be, you know, uh, imminent right around, you know, right around the way, if you will. So um, for those who may or may not know, when you talk about a hurricane and you talk about the wind scale, if they call it a Category 1, that means the winds can be anywhere from 74 to 95 miles per hour. They say it's doing minimal damage. Huh? Well, depends on where you live. What's that? What's that? Uh, uh, well, we Muslim, we ain't supposed to talk about the three little piggies, right? But it just came to my mind that 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 that, that story about the, the the pigs who lived in the three different types of houses. One was straw, one right. was wood, another one was brick. But anyway, that's right. Back to the um, uh, hurricane wind scale, a category two. They say it's extensive, right? That could be anywhere from 96 miles to 110 miles per hour. Right. A Category 3, from 111 miles to 129 miles per hour, that could be devastating. A Category 4, 130 to 156 miles per hour. Can you imagine? That's considered catastrophic in its damage and also more than 157 miles per hour. That's a Category 5, no doubt. If the 4 was catastrophic, the 5 would be all trees blown down, some buildings removed from their foundation, nearly total roof failure. Most of the area will be uninhabitable for weeks or months. Devastating wind damage can extend far inland. I know, Brother Rudolph, when we lived in New York and we talked about something catastrophic happening in New York, me living in Westchester County in White Plains, I was saying or Rockland County, I was saying my house would be beachfront property if something came inland like that. You know what I mean? We got to have levity in this work, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. And so Lastly, you hear your meteorologist talk about hurricane watch, hurricane warning, tropical warning, tropical storm warning, flash flood warning, tornado warning. These are just some of the things, brothers and sisters, that you may hear. And, again, if you need to know more about it, we can go into it. But I'm just trying to give you a baseline assessment of terminology, baseline assessment of uh, what you may know about and some of the things you may have heard about but really don't know about. So I don't know if you have pets, but, you know, that's a whole other level of preparation. If you, you know, want to sustain your pet's lives along with the rest of your family, Uh, You want to know your evacuation routes, if you have to evacuate, and you want to know if you have to stay home, what's the difference in terms of your preparation. You have to consider power outage safety. You have to consider water safety. Right now, breaking news. Severe thunderstorm warning for Baltimore So all the uh, Flights At BWI Baltimore Washington International And D.C. Air Airports uh, Are grounded right now As we speak So anyway Back to terminology What about generators Do you have a generator Have you considered considered it What are you going to use it for How many outlets you're going to have? You're going to have the gas-powered generator or propane or other sources. Things to think about. I spoke briefly about your cell phone, but a cell phone versus a landline. These are just some of the things to consider. You have to consider making a plan for yourself and your family, because everybody may be in different locations. You have to be able to calm the fears of your family members and give them strength. And then you have to afterwards be in position to clean up together. We talked about special needs for pets, but what about for seniors in your family? Right now, uh, brother Rudolph, my wife, and I are blessed to have our three granddaughters, three out of the four granddaughters with us, as yes, old sir. as 12 and as young as two. But we also have with us periodically my 94-year-old mother-in-law. Yes, sir. And so, That's it. <laughs> you know, almost one in the same, right? Oh, yeah.
3: Different,
1: both Yeah, exactly. So it's a blessing, but these are just some of the things, uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, we wanted to bring to your attention as, you know, these storms are happening as we speak. These warnings, these watches are happening as we speak. And they're they're just talking about rain. They're talking about severe thunderstorms. So at this point, we're at uh, 452 about to go into our second hour, but I think I've said enough for now, Brother Rudolph, I'll hand it back over to you and I thank Allah for you, brother. Wherever he leads you, I know that's where we're supposed to be.
3: Oh, thank you, beloved. Yes, sir. No, we're gonna stay right well, you know, we're gonna talk about this right now. Um we go June is over and you're talking about you already went into talking about the hurricane watches and warnings and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. we're understanding that we're in hurricane season. We're in tornado season. that's not going into, not getting ready. We're mm-hmm. in them already. So, um, you know, there's plenty of information that you can find about hurricane season. Uh, all you got to do is go on FEMA.gov, Go on NOAA.gov, uh, download one of the apps onto your smartphone. You know, the technology that we have today can be a blessing and a curse. If it, it all depends on how it's utilized. It's a blessing in the sense that in real time you can have information in the palm of your hand. Life-saving information It can be a curse In the sense that you rely on it so much That you never do your due diligence To research And find the things out That you need to find out For yourself Mm -hmm. You know So again I'll, I'll say it this way It is what it is It's neither positive nor negative, it's information. How you use it will determine whether it's positive or negative. So, again, let's figure out what it is we need to know and do the things that we need to do in order to get the end result that we're looking for. Now, what is this end result that we're looking for? The end result that we're looking for is to survive. Survive what? Survive whatever may come our way. And that's the purpose of this show. And that's why you always hear us saying, quoting, and giving reference to Hezekiah Walker and Mary Mary for their uh, Hezekiah Walker take song We Need You to Survive. That's Mary right. Mary has the song about survival. Kirk Franklin has a song about survival. You know, all of them are relevant. Make no mistake about it. They're all relevant. The question is, how relevant will you make it for And in your life What are you going to do To help preserve the life That the creator has blessed you with Are you just going to give it up And just throw your hands up When it gets hard Or are you going to buckle down And fight for your life To preserve your life Because You know, you're appreciative. We have to have an attitude of gratitude. And you hear us talking talking a lot about spirituality. And it's not that we're trying to um, uh, convert any of you to anything other than converting you from ignorance to knowledge. That's the only conversion that we're trying to make here is to convert you from ignorance to knowledge, to a knowledgeable person. So let's uh, focus on a few things that, a few medical conditions that are prevalent and have really become, um, Well, they're always life-threatening, but uh, some of these things, their numbers have just skyrocketed lately. Mm. Let's talk about stroke, for an instance. More young people are suffering from and being debilitated by strokes
0: now.
1: That's right. Brother Rudolph, you still with us, or is it just on my end? Brother Forrest?
2: Yes, sir, Brother Go ahead and take charge, Brother. Can you hear me now?
1: Yes, sir. I, yeah, okay. we hear you now, Brother Rudolph. Go right ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. More young people are
3: dying than elders now from the effects of strokes and sudden heart attacks. Um, You know, so let's talk about stroke for a minute, if we may. When we're talking about stroke, what we're talking about, they also call it a brain attack. In the medical field, Mm. you you may hear the CVA, cerebrovascular accident, or you may hear TIA, transient ischemic attack, the difference between the two is in a TIA or a transient ischemic attack, there's no permanent damage. It's temporary. With the CVA or the cerebral vascular accident, cerebral meaning the brain or inside the brain vascular, talking about the arteries or veins, and, of course, accident. So with the CBA, there may be permanent damage done, and it may not be. A lot of factors, the main factor is time. It's time. How much time will elapse before you seek help? How fast will you get the help that you need for the condition? These are some of the things that you have to think about with that. When we're talking about a stroke or a CBA, the acronym FAST has been taught um, in society for quite some time. You know, FAST, F-A-S-T. But now they have redone the acronym, and now they're calling it BFAST, B-E-F-A-S-T. The B stands for balance, Different. Is there a balance difference going on with the person? The E is for eye or vision. Is there a difference in the vision of the person or when you're looking at them, is there a difference in their eyes? F, is there a significant or even a mild facial droop? A. Altered mental status. Do they appear to be in their right frame of mind? Also, arm weakness. And then S. Speech. Can they articulate? A simple sentence. And the last one, of course, is T for time. That one is so very important because in the hospital they have the ability of administering clot busting drugs which can break up the clots to help prevent permanent damage if given within a window. And the window is between three to four hours. Now, that's three to four hours from the onset of the first from the time you make the 911 call or not from the time that the ambulance gets there. And this is why it's so important that at the very onset of any of these signs or symptoms, you're initiating that 911 call getting the system rolling. Now, let's go back to this be fast. Okay. We said that the B was balanced. Okay. What do you mean by balance? Okay. Can they walk a straight line? Is there, as we call it, gait? Is it normal? Or are they veering to the left or veering to the right? A lot of times, people will tell you, "I feel myself leaning, but I can't Mm. stop it." Or if you are watching someone, they're walking; they're walking crook. Okay. Again, E. We're talking about eyes. Look directly into their eyes and tell. And what do you see? Are both of their eyes equal, round, and reactive to light? Or is one not as responsive as the other one? Do they look different in any way, shape, or form? Does one look like what they call a dead eye and the other one doesn't? Or is one bulging and the other one isn't? Or is one moving rapidly and the other one isn't? The eyes are supposed to operate together symmetrically. You look to the left, both of them look. You look to the right, both of them move. So do we have a situation where dependent eye movement? F, facial joke, Have the person smile. Tell them smile and see if they can give you a smile that's equal on both sides. Or, again, is one side of their mouth? Drooping lower than the other one. A, tell them, stick both of your arms out and close your eyes and count to ten. Does one arm drop lower than the other one? That's a telltale sign right there of one-sided weakness, left side or right side. Because their eyes are closed. They're not focusing on looking at their arms to compensate for it. They don't know what's going on. They think they're holding their arms up. So that's why it's so important that you tell them to close their eyes. And, again, speech, just a simple sentence. The sun is high in the sky. The sun is shining bright. The birds are singing. Just a simple sentence. Are they slurring their words is what you're looking for. And then again, time. When did the first symptoms occur? That's what we want and need to know. Now, do they have to have all of these? No. They only need to have one of these signs or symptoms in order for you to activate the emergency response system. And we talked before about activating the emergency response system. What is it that you need? You, first of all, when you dial that number, you need to let whoever answers that phone know, I have a medical emergency in the city of wherever you are, so that they can connect you to the emergency medical dispatchers in your local area. Then you want to be able to give them A complete address that's a building number, a street name, and the two cross streets on either side of that location to help the EMS um, navigate and narrow it down to the best location and the fastest response. That's for your 911. And do not disengage. Do not hang up um, until they tell you to hang up because they have the ability to talk you through any medical procedure over the phone if you're calm enough to listen and respond and follow their instructions. A lot of people are under the misconception if you just pick up the phone and say, I need an ambulance and hang up. It makes the ambulance come faster. No, it makes it come slower because they could not verify the address. It goes to the bottom of the queue stack. It goes in as an other, which is the lowest priority that there is. We are on the cusp of the 4th of July. This is that holiday Mm -hmm. weekend. This is one of the highest call volumes for not just EMS, but for public safety, period, police, fire, and EMS. On the average, and these are New York City numbers, on the average, there will be over 100 calls into the new into the 911 system every hour every mm. hour in new york city as a matter of fact and that 100 is really a low number um, because the call volume is usually around 6000 7000 in the 24 hour period from mm-hmm. the 3rd to midnight of the 4th And so you can do the math to break that down to how many calls it is per minute that are coming through. And if the operators,
0: if the operators,
3: one, are not at work, then it goes into the robo system and either you get that recording. Um, There's no one available to answer your call right now. Please call back later. The worst thing that you wanna hear when you dial nine one one
0: I had never
3: heard that recording before Brother Yusuf until I moved here to Detroit Wow. in all of my time in New York City, even during nine eleven I never heard that um uh that that recording
0: mhm.
3: But when I got here to Detroit, I certainly heard it, and it's a regular occurrence here. As a matter of fact, they are so short staffed here in Detroit. One, they hold they're having free paramedic classes come this fall at Wayne County wow. Community College for any
0: mm-hmm.
3: anybody with a BLS um, a EMT card, an EMT basic level. You would be able to take a free paramedic course because they are so yeah. short-handed here. They mm-hmm. just lost a third of their um, uh, people overnight to the surrounding cities of Dearborn, Redford, and Livonia in mm-hmm. one in one night. They lost a third of their people, and they were already short-staffed to begin with. So, yes, sir. Wow. You know, we did, just putting it out there to the people just to let the, the, our family know that these are perilous times that we are living in. And okay. if we are not doing everything that we can do to prepare for ourselves and our family, as we were told by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, do for self and kind
1: right. or suffer
3: the consequences.
1: That's right. Then we
3: are definitely, we are definitely putting ourselves in a situation that does not look good as far as the outcome for our family. And as you said, the, the elderly and the very young. Of course, the major victims. But then, anybody who does not have 100% pristine health is on that list too. If you have That's right. respiratory issues, you're an asthmatic. You have COPD. You have emphysema. Um, you're, you're 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 on a breathing machine for any reason.
1: Well, brothers and sisters, we seem to have uh, temporarily lost our dear brother, brother Rudolph. And uh, until he comes back, certainly we want to thank him uh, for giving us that acronym: BFAST. B E F A S T. B standing for balance. E standing for eyes. Thank you. Yeah,
0: brother I just was
1: reiterating, yeah, that's okay. I was just reiter- reiterating the blessing it was for us to hear from you as it related to sharing that uh, acronym, BFAST. And I was just yes, uh, sure.
2: repeating that
1: the B stood for balance, the E for I, the F for social group, the A for both altered mental mental status and arm um, weakness. The S for speech and the T for time. I mean there were uh, yes, indications of a stroke sign, uh, in my opinion was priceless. And I mean we're all on different levels, brothers and sisters, that you're watching preparedness and some of us are novice and Brother Rudolph, I don't know where you are, brother, but I, I hear like a wind. Maybe you, you're outside. Or oh, I'm outside.
0: Sounds,
3: oh, I, I, yeah, I'm, actually, like wind. I'm actually outside walking. I'm outside
1: walking. Right, right. Yes, sir. So I'll just take back up to reiterate what you said for our listening audience. We believe that a reminder benefits the believer and also that repetition yes, is the mother of learning. So as I thank you for being a reminder thank uh, the, the, the black hole radio engineers for giving us an opportunity to uh, repeat what we've been given to our listening audience I was saying that we know yes, that sir. all of us are on different levels some of us are novice some of us are preppers and some of us Or somewhere in between so uh, the information you gave as simple as it was might have been too technical for some and it might have not been as technical for others as you said if you were an EMS technician EMT or paramedic but the information you gave in my humble opinion was priceless well, let us be fast, brothers and sisters, in our preparation to the back the family. I also want to ask, Brother Rudolph, because what you said he almost dropped in my lap. My sister-in-law was uh, diagnosed as having a quote-unquote, and I hear this term often, mild stroke. I don't know if you can hear me, Brother Rudolph, but what's considered a mile stroke are you there sounds like we lost our dear brother again but as he was stating until he comes back to hopefully answer my question uh my sister-in-law is better by the way and, uh, brother rudolph i didn't know if you could hear yes, me, but uh
2: yes sir i'm, I'm back. telling
1: you i was saying how timely your information on the stroke signs and symptoms were, because last week or so, my sister-in-law was diagnosed as having, as it was said to me, and I've heard this terminology before, a mild stroke. I was just wondering what that meant from your vantage point. Can you hear me, Brother Rudolph? Well, I guess it's not. Yes, for sir, me brother Yusuf, I, I
3: I hear you. I'm just keeping my mute on because I'm outside and it's a lot of noise out here.
1: Yes, sir. So is there a terminology called a mild stroke, or that's just something that people use to say? Well, they didn't really have a stroke yet. It was beyond just a, a common cold, if you will. When they say,
3: when they say a mild stroke. What they're saying is that there was some type of circulation interruption in the cerebral hemisphere, meaning within Mm -hmm. the brain, some kind of Mm -hmm. blood flow disturbances. However, Mm -hmm. it does not appear at this time to be of a major nature as to where there's a paralysis Mm -hmm. um, anywhere in the body. And if there is mild paralysis, they don't expect it to be long-term. They expect circulation to return um, within time. And that can happen with uh, therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, uh, rehab. That can help. Because what happens is whenever there's an interruption of blood flow, yes. Yes, there's an interruption of oxygen being delivered mm-hmm. to the cells, and depending on how long that, hap- that happens or takes, you may have cell damage or cell death. In that, the body is equipped to take care of itself and to reestablish what they call collateral circulation, meaning it will find a new way to get around wherever the blockage is. You just have to live long enough for it to happen, and you have to uh, just be patient until it happens.
1: Yes, sir. Beautiful. Thank you so much, brother, because I hear that term uh, used quite often. And uh, for those in our listening audience who may have been thinking uh, my question, I hope this has been helpful to you. I know it is because it's more information than we had prior to the question being asked. And so we want to hear from you, uh, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen. If you have not called area code 563-999-3089, then we recommend you do so five six three nine 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 three zero eight nine and log on so that we can hear your questions and we can go further as we are at five twenty PM Eastern Standard Time. Uh brother Rudolph did mention uh this is the fourth of July weekend as the fourth of July I believe is Tuesday technically but that you know many people are celebrating Uh, this weekend and saw many people traveling. I mentioned earlier that airports, the flights were grounded as tornadoes were and uh, thunderstorms were traveling through uh, those particular areas as we spoke. And so, you know, what happens if your flight is delayed? What happens if something happens to your car or your truck or your Jeep depending on how you're traveling. So we we say here, disaster awareness for community preparedness, that the procedures of promoting a safe trip is critically important. You owe it to your family to prepare and secure as best as you can to arrive at your destination. To all who are traveling, where are you traveling from? Where are we going? I'm talking like you packing me in your luggage, right? What are we seeking that causes us to travel? These are questions I want you to ask yourself. How will we engage in our preparation? Critically important. It's certainly to our advantage to have necessary materials, tools, and resources to be prepared for emergencies while traveling in a car on a bus, train, plane, etc. However, hear me out, the highest degree of traveling as taught to us by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is, and I quote, from the darkness of your mother's womb to the light and presence of Almighty God, quote unquote. Therefore, prayer is the primary essential for your journey. As Brother Rudolph stated before, as a disclaimer, we're not trying to convert you into anything that we know you are anyway by nature. The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, prayer is the supplication of the heart and necessary for all spiritual advancement, quote, unquote. So we recommend humbly, if you believe in prayer, to pray before during and after your trip. Obviously, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Just know that the remembrance of Allah is the greatest force. And there are also some of you who are in the military, have been in the military. You know that 6P mantra, proper prior planning, prevents poor performance. You're quite familiar with that. If you do plan to drive, visualize your trip. Do a thorough inspection of your car, including but not limited to the fluids and tires. I know you don't want to study a map. That's old school. Refer to your GPS, your global positioning system for distance and topography and, you know, for instance, interstates, highways, parkways, local routes. You remember it was just two or three weeks ago where there was a collapse of I-95 outside of Philadelphia. How would you adjust? As I understand it, they reconstructed uh, part of it where there's no longer a detour as it was last week this time. Consider the day or the time of day of your departure and estimated time of your arrival. What the traffic patterns may be, especially during rush hour, are different. You know, the the traffic patterns are different during certain times of the day. Check the weather channel or similar resource for your departing location, your arrival location, and route prior To your safe trip Be aware of the region of the country You are driving Because some areas of the United States Are more prone to floods As was stated earlier Hurricanes, tornadoes, snow Ice, mudslides, etc Than others Situational awareness Is what it's all about Knowing what to do, how to do, when to do, where to do You hope you can travel In the best of weather But knowing the time, time and what must be done and the increasing uh, climactic conditions, it may not be necessarily so. So while traveling, water, you have to stay dehydrated, stay from dehydration, stay hydrated, sprayed up and hydrated, and a phone charger is paramount. While driving, periodically check a talk radio station for traffic updates or look for the emergency frequency sign on the side of the road for proper concordance. You should always be cognizant of an update of the landscape. You never know if and when you'll need some assistance. So you can go to... uh, Ready.gov, make a plan for a moving vehicle. That's You can find more information. You can consult a member of the Nation of Islam's Ministry of Defense or Health and Human Services for further help on this subject. If your budget allows, it also cannot hurt to investigate your local AAA, a a Roadside Assistance Agency. You can go to local, L-O-C-A-L, capital a a com. And as Brother Rudolph said, well, my father used to say it this way, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, and the life you save may be your own. So take the time to prevent what you can, while you can. You owe it to your family. Pray with a constant and consistent remembrance of a Lord God before, during, and after for life and life more abundantly. Destination and destiny have the same root. R-O-O-T. As we seek going to and from on our journey, may we all be blessed with the light of understanding and we say here on Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness, have a safe journey. Have a safe journey. Just do your due diligence to prepare as best as possible. If you're driving or knowing what you need, if you're taking other accesses, whether it's uh, a train, a plane, a bus, a boat. Look, brothers and sisters, this is just something to consider as we go into the last half hour of this week's program, Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. Again, feel free to call in and ask any questions you may have relative to what you've heard uh, this week. Certainly, whether it's hurricanes, tornadoes, consider supplies that you need. Preparation, supplies, first aid kit, flashlight, batteries, extinguishers, plastic sheeting or trash bags, duct tape, utility knife, extension cords, safety goggles and work gloves, sponges and towels, insect repellent. Don't forget the matches and plastic storage containers. You might want to think about what you need at home. Medications important papers such as insurance, driver's license, ATM cards and credit cards, the important phone numbers, a change of clothes, toys and books for children, sleeping bags, blankets, and pillows. And, of course, when you talk about your car, you might Want to consider oh, putting fuel in your car. The night before you go to sleep, you never know. Catastrophe can shut down your gas station in your area. I mentioned before battery-operated radio, battery-operated alarm clock. Water, critically important. You have cameras on your phone, so keep your phone charged. So if you have to take a picture... Uh, You're there Um, Let's see Uh, Dry and canned foods With a can opener Disposable eating utensils All your baby needs Your pet food Paper towels and toilet paper Soap and toiletries And scissors If you need tools The basics Hammer, nails, shovel Crowbar, rake lumber or plywood, chainsaw and fuel with an extra chain. What about a cordless drill, ropes, hand and pruning saws, a caulking gun, axes, bungee cords and tie-downs, a shut-off wrench, and pliers. And then when you talk about recovery supplies, a wet or a dry vac, mops and brooms, a wheelbarrow, a ladder, pails or buckets, a grill, and gas or charcoal, coolers, tarps, gas cans, and cleaning supplies. And then what about before? Do you have emergency phone numbers, not just on your phone, but if your phone goes down? What about the local Red Cross or your emergency management agency in your city? What about the drugstores where you have medications prescribed or your bank if you need to talk, contact them, your ho- a hotel nearby, the weather service, insurance company, the power company? And, of course, the police department, the fire department, and a relative and or friend that you know you can depend on based on your history. So these are some of the things. I know I was going fast, but at the same time, I wanted to make sure. I no, you're right point, right, you are right oh, on point, hey, brother, brother. brother. You were yes, right on time, brother.
3: You were right on time, brother. Right on time.
1: Right on time. Lord, your awesome. Go ahead, you, yes, know, you know, I, you just
3: love. keep it, keep it in that which in where you were right there. You know, if you have a few coins to invest in your survival, um, you could invest one of those um, life straws that will allow you to drink water from a standing pool or from. Um, a body of water that is not necessarily the best, but the life straw will help filter out the contaminants mm-hmm. so that you can get a decent drink of water to rehydrate yourself. If you don't have charcoal and a grill and stuff, do you know how to build a fire? Do you know how to collect kindling and light that and keep that lit and then Attack, uh, uh add wood to that so that it can catch fire and you can have a fire to cook on or to warm yourself if there are bricks around red bricks or cinder blocks introducing them into the fire because bricks will hold heat very well you know these are just some up things a poncho uh, or something to protect you from the rain, uh, That, or, or an umbrella. But if it's very windy, the umbrella is not going to do you any good. So, yeah, either a rain suit or a poncho. Um, uh,
0: uh,
3: shoot footwear that is appropriate for the terrain. Let me say this sure. to you, brothers and sisters, as you're listening. Stop leaving your house in flip-flops, crocs, shower shoes, open-toe sandals, and things of that nature. If you really understood the time that we're living in, you will always have your feet covered with a decent pair of, a set of footwear in case you need to walk, climb, or run even to get to safety. I'll Mm -hmm. just throw that out there, uh, Brother Yusuf. I I know that that one right there just uh, hit a few people. I can't tell you the amount of times I travel through the airport, my wife and I, and we look at people and just look at the way they're dressed and the way that they are, you know, just uh, meandering through the airports and train stations and stuff, you know. Just completely oblivious to the fact of the time in which we're living in, and if La-de-dee, something dee, did happen, dumb. exactly, exactly, like the grasshopper. Oh, the world owes me a living.
2: doopy 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 do.
3: You know, uh-huh. like you know, they they are the proverbial grasshopper and not the ant. You know, That's right. they, That's they, right. but we are charged with the responsibility of placing these thoughts in their mind. And I know it's messing up their day, but we have to answer, like, like the commercial said, Hebrew National Dog. we have to answer to a higher authority.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right That's right So let me get this off real quick yes, right. sir. Go I'm going back to what you talk about no, I'm going to let you continue But the piece about knowing how to start a fire I'm going to put the, our listening audience On to something to consider Easily help you start a fire And it don't really cost you nothing But the effort Now many of us have Paper towels in our homes When you finish your paper towels There's a spool left Many of us Wash and dry Our clothes Well I hope we do Wash and dry our clothes Do you know if you get lint, L-E-N-T Or is it L-I-N-T Y'all help me out Lent funky, L-I, dry. L-I I know what it was I just want to see if our people were listening Listen. I know you did, brother. The (laughs) other lint. Well,
3: you can burn that too,
0: lint.
1: (laughs) Yes, sir. So look, family, it's like this. Take the lint from your dryer, stuff it in the spool of a empty paper towel uh, spool, and you'd be surprised how quick it is that you would spark and, you know, wouldn't have if you're down to your last match. You want to have something that you want to take that advantage of that flame. So those couple of those spools away filled with lint from a dryer. So in case you need it, that's just one other way to start a fire that don't cost you nothing but a little effort. So thank you, Brother Murray. I just wanted to share that,
2: Brother. Go right ahead.
3: Yes, sir, Brother. You're right, Brother. I have bags shopping bag plastic shopping bags full of those around the house mm. one is in the kitchen one is outside by the uh barbecue pit one is down in the basement and i even have them in the trunk in the in the in the back of the car because yes mm-hmm. those are those are oh man i can't tell you how invaluable those are how valuable rather those are in helping to start a fire Um, in any kind of condition that you're in. You know, I just Mm -hmm. told my son, you know, when you're barbecuing, uh, put the lighter fluid down, son. Let me show you how to do this without using the lighter fluid. And I take a couple of those and put it in the bottom of the charcoal, uh, of the uh, grill, and then put the charcoal over it and then put a few of them in the middle of the charcoal with it around them, and you just go ahead and light that and then pull the top down and just leave the vent open for a little airflow. And in about a good two, three minutes, you got the flame, and then next thing you know, the charcoal bricks, briquettes, are starting to get hot. They're starting to get, you know, charred, get that grayish color on them. And then next thing you know, boom, you're ready to cook, and you haven't used one drop of glider fluid. Yeah, but Isn't that beautiful? Just some skills, and these are skills. These are not tricks, as people think. These are skills that, are, that we once knew, but somehow we've forgotten about. The Boy Scouts, you know, I don't know how many of the listening audience were Boy Scouts in their, or Girl Scouts in their younger years, but these were things that was taught to, to us in the Scouts. Uh, navigation, mm-hmm. how, to, how to find your way online, you know, using a compass, and if not having a compass, just using the topography of the line, using geography to figure That's out, right. using... In the daytime, the the location of the sun, so that you can know whether it's noon, whether it's afternoon, or whether it's morning. At night, to know whether you're going north, south, east, or west, using Polaris, the North Star. You know, these are just things that, again, our family has always known. Astronomy, not astrology astronomy right. which is a science not astrology which is nonsense oh i know i just yeah. uh i just no, made right. some people uh, uh upset with that one <laughs> 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 you know i i, oh, I just blew up goodness. their moon their their aquarius moon and their uh yeah, yeah, uh yeah, uh yeah. taurus
1: stars and suns you know yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah, you know. yeah, but you're right on it, brother. <laughs> we in tune with nature, brother. I, I I'm not bragging or boasting. I'm staying humble. But my wife and I always, you know, periodically, will test each other, and I, I'll tell her, Well, what time is it? What, what do you mean, what time? I said, No, don't look at the clock. Look at the clouds. She said, Huh? Well, she knows what I mean. So she thinks it's a place. Yes sir, thing without now. a doubt. Well, she yes, thought sir. it was, but it just it just it just goes to show how far we have gotten away from our natural selves. So last week she asked me. I had my eyes closed and I'm looking away from the window. And she said, well, what time is it? I said, um, hold up, wait a minute. I said, 9-11. He said,
2: Oh, you looked at the clock I
1: said, No, I didn't. I said, What time is it? He said, it was nine eleven. It just changed to nine twelve. <laughs> I said, well, I'm just trying to tell you, when you're in tune with the universe, we have the ability to do that.
3: That's right. Excuse yes, me. sir. Excuse yes, me, sir. My <laughs> That's real,
2: bro. Uh, my brothers, excuse me. In this electronic age that we live in, smartphones, most people have forgotten this one word, brother, atlas. Ow. Oh, man. Man. Right. Did, he just say, did he just? Did he
3: just? Did he just? You know, throw out there loosely that some, that he wanted somebody to get a book and open it up and be able to plot coordinates on a map using longitude and latitude. Is that what that brother is implying, brother Yusuf?
1: It's either that or helping us to cultivate the land to feed ourselves and our family. Of when to plant what seed at what time, so that it can not only be cultivated, but there's a harvest season. And so, in the atlas, it help. You know what they say, brother. If you want to keep something away from black people, put it in a book. So I'm glad, brother. Fars raised that wonderful question. Atlas, <laughs> that's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Atlas,
2: Almanac. You know, brother. What we've uh, forgotten that we've forgotten.
3: Right. You know, when you just said that, brother, it just made, it just flashed uh, Ecclesiastics in my mind. The book of Ecclesiastics just flashed. To everything there's a season and a time up under the sun. See, again, Ooh for those boy. that's listening, we're not trying to convert you to any religious persuasion. We are trying to get you to understand that you must be in tune with the creator of life. You must right. be in tune with the spiritual side of life because without it, we're lost. You're like a ship on the sea without a motor. An engine or a sail in the middle of the perfect storm.
1: Forget about the rudder. And you, yeah, look, you want it. You want it. Ecclesiastes. That's one of my favorite. That's actually called the preacher Ecclesiastes. There's a right. season and a right. reason under the sun. A time and a purpose. A time to be born. A time to die. A time right. to laugh. A time to cry. A time to put down stones and a time to pick them up. A time to plant the seeds. A time for the harvest. A time to dance and a time to refrain from dancing. A time for peace and a time for war. A time for love and a time for hate. And somewhere around the ninth verse it says this. Of what will it profit the worker? For their labor Well if you ain't in tune with the time And what must be done You probably won't get a profit From your work You probably get up, punch a clock Get off work Go wherever you go Come home, get a drink, go to sleep Wake up tomorrow, the same old, same old Look brothers This is critically important sisters That we know the time and what must be done That we prepare ourselves For as brother Rudolph quoted The most honorable Elijah Muhammad suffer the consequences And then the other thing Brother Forrest That when we're engaged in salat See I'm two years Into this gardening thing now So when I started last year Cultivation took on A whole nother Definition For me Even in as we say In our prayer in our salat Hayo salat hayo salat Come to prayer come to prayer then we look to the opposite way and say higher for lot. Higher for lot. Come to success or cultivation. Come to success or cultivation. Man, when you plant a seed and you cultivate that thing and you know that even though some may plant the seed and some may water the seed, it's Allah who gives increase. I'm telling you, when you see the result of your, your work, in tune with the time and what, it's such a beautiful thing. It's such a beautiful thing, brother. Far as you took me there, brother, I can see the zucchini. But Wednesday we went out to our garden, brother, and took I took my granddaughters, brother. They picking zucchini and squash and tomatoes, and, and I just had so much joy just seeing them do that, brother. I mean, yes my sir, God, brother. my no, God, you
2: want it, brother? You, you, know. you want it?
1: Uh, you talk about why, the you the brother, vast
2: awareness, my brother? Brother Yusuf, I think you you you're confusing atlas and almanac.
1: I am, uh, but go ahead. You go ahead and bring clarity.
2: Well, you know, our brother uh, Benjamin Banneker wrote the almanac, brother, and I I think it's Benjamin Banneker. And to this date, from the time he wrote he wrote it, it has been accurate up to the moment to the minute. Isn't that something? Yes, sir. I mean. That's phenomenal right. The scientists that we produce, George Washington Carver All these brothers I can't go That's down right. the whole list But brother I'm loving the show So let me get back into the audience Where I belong
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well <I'm laughs> thank you for bringing that up Atlas Because as I was speaking I'm thinking I'm talking about Almanac So yeah Thank you for that clarity brother For us But one and the same Books we need to stay in tune with if we in tune with the time and what must be done. So, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, we're at 5.48 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we enter the last 12 minutes of this program. We thank our listening audience. We thank you, thank you, thank you for the honor of your ear, the privilege of your presence. We still have time for you to come into the studio, if that be your choice. If not, Brother Rudolph, I'll hand it over to you, soldier.
3: Uh, You know, I'm going to give some some information, the last bit of information on strokes, um, just to get this out there. Young, young adults, young black adults are four times more likely to have a stroke than whites. The first stroke is two times more likely to happen to blacks than whites, that first one. Blacks are more apt to die from their strokes than our white counterparts. And blacks have strokes younger than our white counterparts. Now, all of this is actual factual knowledge. They, they have the, uh, the, the, all of the uh, actual facts on this. Now, the question is, or, or someone may ask, why? And, you know, out of all of the inquisitive uh, questions, who, what, where, and when, why is one of the most important ones. Because when you can answer why,
0: Mm -hmm. you
3: have either delved into the psyche or the thinking of another individual, or you have dealt with the pathology of a thing. That deals with cause and effect. So now, the they, the the scientists and the people that sit on the boards of the American Heart Association, the Stroke Foundation, and you know those people, they're saying now, or or they're agreeing, uh, you know, I guess after all of these years, they come to their conclusions that it, this is happening. And the way to deal with it is there needs to be better education for the community. There needs to be better education for doctors of the particulars of black culture, ways, needs, and norms, and the, um, the, uh let's just say the, the we said culture, so we'll just keep it with that. The culture of the community you know there needs to be better teaching on stroke factors and then the way it is presented to the population. there has to be a better teaching on stroke behaviors and the way it is presented. To the community and so all of those things are actual fact it's just you know mind-boggling that it took them almost a hundred years to come up with these answers as to why blacks seem to be plagued with these health or death things more than our white counterparts but be that as it may it is what it is And like I said earlier, our job is to enlighten, inform, and educate the listening audience to these things. And then once you have been introduced to the knowledge, woe to you if you do not utilize this information for the benefit of yourself and those around you. It's on you after that. It's not on anybody else. We are charged with giving a clear understanding of the teachings. So for everybody else out there that is saying and this and this is a blanket statement to everyone that's listening and if you take offense to this statement or have objection, that's fine. Get at me. You know how to reach Brother Rudolph. But I say this, and I'm not backing down from it. For anyone who says that these teachings are outdated or they're old or they're out of date, I will say to you, the teachings are 100% right and exact, have been, and always will be. The question is, how diligent have you been in applying them even 75% to your life within the last 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 365 days. And that's what I just will leave. I'll leave it at that. So the teachings are what they are. When you practice how to eat to live, you end up with, a better way of life because your health is better. And so your ability to deal with life and what life brings you is better because you can move, you can think, you can adjust and adapt to the changes in your society, and you will have a better progression and a better way of life that's right you will have life and have it more abundantly as the scripture says that we are supposed to have uh let's see what else what else will i um will i say before we uh sign off here brother i'll i'll simply say i'll simply say um, you know. Oh man, the Book of Isaiah uh, used the or coined the phrase "Woe to the shepherd." Hmm. You know. Well, we are all shepherds in a in, in a certain right, especially if we are fathers, husbands, uh, older siblings. There's a flock following us or there's a flock that we are charged with leading. So we are shepherding them. But the question is, what are we shepherding them to? Mm -hmm. Are we shepherding them to life or are we shepherding them to death? That's the question. And the answer, regardless of how you answer it, the answer is not what you say. It's the example that you leave and have given to those who are watching you. It's like religion. Religion is not what you say. Your religion is how you live your life. It's what you do. That's what will tell what you believe. So, you know, I'll just stop with that, Brother Yusuf. And the last thing I'll say, and I'll let you close us out, brother, and I'm down here in the noisy part of town now because I'm headed to work at the hospital because, you know, we don't get days off. And on holiday, holidays and holiday weekends, we get double shifts. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm headed down here to the trauma center where I'll be working this entire weekend, and I'm gearing myself up mentally and emotionally. For what I'm about to see for the children that are going to be coming in with their digits, meaning their fingers, blown off because of fireworks, the children Mm -hmm. that will be rushed in victims of drownings because they were in pools unattended or unsupervised because the adults were too busy doing their own thing, the overdoses that are going to come in, because the people just want to have a good time and want to feel good on this uh, 4th of July weekend, so they're going to overdose on drugs that they don't know the origins of. And when they ingest that fentanyl, That uh, 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 Narcan that we have is not going to be able to counteract it. It's going to suppress their respiratory system. It's going to suppress their muscles and their reflexes. Their diaphragm is going to cease to do its job and expand and contract, causing their lungs to uh, expand and contract and bring in air and exhale air, and they're going to die. A horrible, painful, suffering death. But that is the reality. Every day in the world, and it's only going to increase this weekend, the fires that are going to claim the lives of people because, again, the barbecue pits are going, the ovens are going, uh, people are not paying attention, they're going to start the fires too close to flammable um, sub, uh, substances, and it's going. And because we're in droughts in so many places in the um, in the country, that everything is kindling right now. Everything, That's and right. then the last part that I'll speak on is the. Uh, so-called Canada wildfires, you know, I'll just say this. If California and Canada are burning this much, brother, there shouldn't be a California or a Canada-less because it should have burned up already, you know. Um, So I, I, I say that to say when you listen to the news and you watch the news, yes, watch it. And listen to it and take what you can from it, but know for a certainty that because those who control the news have a hidden agenda, what is it that they're not telling us when they're reporting the news? What is it that are? Why are they steering our minds in a certain direction to focus on that? What is it that they are slipping through on the other side while we're focused on watching billionaires implode in a submarine? But they say nothing about the seven hundred immigrants that died off the coast of Greece, uh, or you know, they when they don't talk about. The African Titanic and the hundreds or thousands of people that died on that ship, we know nothing about it, but we know about the four billionaires who died imploded in the submarine. You know I, And again, loss of life is a loss of life. Yes. I wouldn't equate one loss of life any better or any worse than another loss of life. What I will say is anytime you subjugate one group and elevate another group that, that's wicked and it's evil, it's demonic in its nature, and it has to be spoken of that way. So, again, the families who have lost lives of their loved ones, we feel for them. But let's be fair about this, and let's talk about the loss of life of all of humanity and not just the loss of life of one particular group. Brother Yusuf.
1: Thank you, Brother Rudolph. And may the Most High continue to bless you. Allah continue to bless you and your family. And uh, as you do what you've been doing, brother, you remind me of the, quote, service to humanity is the rent that you pay to occupy your space on Earth. So continue to do what you've been doing, brother. We want to thank our listening audience once again. There's so much to say and so little time to say it. We want to thank Black Hole Radio, their expertise, that we have the opportunity to come to our listening audience. And so as he talked about how to eat to live, Brother Rudolph, in his closing statements, we have to eat for nutrition and not just for taste. Any other diet is really just a waste. And even with these few words shared by me and we, I guess it's still the way it used to be. The strength of a nation is its family. And real freedom is responsibility, the ability to respond legitimately by any means necessary. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, for tuning in to another weekly edition of Disaster Awareness for Community Preparedness. We leave you as we came before you with the greeting words of peace and paradise. As-salamu alaykum. Wa alaykum salam.